You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and our colleagues, Sarah and Miranda from the Your Story Travel Company. We hope that you're all staying safe and happy and healthy. This is episode 642, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we'll be bringing you all the latest Disney rumors and news to help your week be a bit more magical. The Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, one of us will be glad to help. Just text us, Vicki, Sarah, Miranda, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-395-0544, and we'll be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your trip, so just contact us today. So once again, there is a lot of news. Um, some of the news is lengthier, so I, um, I kind of had to share it so that we can all share the wealth of the news. So I know that there was a rumor going around and I'm glad that we didn't really talk about it too much. Mears had said that they're gonna take over on January 1st, 2022. And then last week I heard a rumor that they were actually gonna push it to the summer. And then this week, boom, Mears came out and said, or actually it was the end of last week, Mears came out and said, no, we are gonna start on January 1st, 2022. the Magical Express ends as we've told you guys on December 31st, 2021. So it will no longer be a part of your packages like it has been for so many years. Um, they're gonna have two options for families. There's gonna be a standard and a premium option. If you go with the standard option, it'll be $16 for each adult one way or $32 for adult round trip. And standard will be $13.50 for each child one way or $27 for each child round trip. Their premium service um, round trip for four guests will be $200 and $55 for each additional passenger. And I thought of you immediately, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> because I know you guys are going and, and what you might want to do, but at least you have options. Yeah. I don't, we, truthfully, we have not decided yet if we want to drive or if we want to fly. Um, and honestly, we're kind of, I mean, maybe trying to wait until we see what happens with COVID stuff. Um, because, you know, six weeks ago, I probably would have said, hey, let's fly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, you know, we're traveling at the end of January, or supposed to travel at the end of January. And I'm still really bummed that Magical Express isn't a thing anymore when we go, because Mirrors, I think, is going to be a great option, but. I, it's not gonna, as far as I know, it's not gonna have the Disney flavor to it, you know? And I wanna watch Disney cartoons on my way to my resort. Um, and as far as, you know, having to pay for it now versus not having to pay for it, or at least it was wrapped into the cost of everything. Right. Um, is you know, it's not necessarily a bitter pill to swallow, but. It's a little, you know, I got to take a drink of water when I take this pill, at least to help it get down. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> I, and I don't know. I, I just don't know. I'd like to know, you know, how many resorts are they going to visit when 
its standard service. And I think, you know, we'll probably talk about this, but with premium service, you know, do I really want to have to share with someone else if I'm going to pay $200 for my family? Right. So we'll see. But I, yeah, it's something to think about for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you more about what the services offer, but I do, could do kind of have mixed emotions about this whole process. I mean, we knew it was coming. We knew that Magic Express was unfortunately going to be ended, and that was just the fact of it. That's the, the what's happening. Um, I was at least kind of happy to hear the prices. I don't know. I thought they were going to be more expensive. I'm not saying they're cheap or anything. No, right, right. But I know that universal isn't it like is it 39 per person or 42 per person something like that yeah so it's more so i think that disney had a starting point of like you know what they charge for universal round trip so they could have done the same thing i love the idea that they have a one-way option as well not just like you have because you can't do that at universal it's a it is the round, round trip, trip and that's experience. it yeah yeah that is a nice thing so there there are some pros about the way that they did it of course i'm always going to be sad that magic express and my free option is gone and i am holding on to hope that they might go ahead and keep doing their disney thing i mean mirrors is who provided the service to disney as a third-party contract this whole time so maybe they'll try and keep some of the disney flavor maybe they'll keep some videos going like there's just no telling well, the, yeah. the, art, the article mentioned that they would we would still have the same entertaining experience, which made me feel like that was a possibility. It didn't state that specifically, but what would be entertaining about being on a bus if you weren't watching those videos is what I was thinking. Well, in or my hearing mind. the jokes. True. Yeah, I mean, is it possible that they're just going to use all the same buses with the same Disney wraps and just charge you? It just charge you for it. I mean, that would be awesome. It, it could be. I don't know. That's total rumor. Yeah. Who knows what they're going to do with that, but I am holding on to hope. So that standard service that Vicki was talking about, the one that costs $16 one way and $32 um, for the round trip for adults, that's going to be pretty much exactly like Magic Express, where you're on a bus and they're going to pick up people from each resort and you don't know how you know, which stop is yours and you're going to stop at lots of places, drop off more than one. Um, there's going to be more than one drop off location. Three if you want to pay three to four resorts, a stop okay. uh, per, per bus is what they're anticipating. But that's, it's similar to what they did. Correct. With Magic Express. Right. The premium service, their wait times are going to be a little shorter um, and then you don't really know whether or not, like Sarah said, you might be splitting a, um, like a bus with some other families who are going to the same resort, but there is just one resort that's going to drop you off. So if you are staying at, let's say you're lucky enough to stay at the Polynesian and you are the only family there from that's in line for the Polynesian, they're probably going to find a smaller vehicle for you. And then you and your family get a VIP service kind of feeling where it's just you guys. But if you get it onto your line and there's several families, they're going to get you something bigger and they're going to take you all to Polynesian. It's going to be quicker because you don't have to stop at three or four different resorts, but you aren't guaranteed to have your own personal vehicle. You might be in a minibus shuttle, a van or a sedan. It just all depends on how many guests are gonna be going to the resort. 
Uh, Mears wants Disney guests to understand that these prices are also subject to change due to dates, the number of guests, and the hotel. So keep that in mind. We're giving you the prices now, but you know, Disney, things could change. Yeah, I guess the only thing that's going to make me hesitate to do this is I want to see some good videos and reviews of this new option before we go. And I don't know if I'll have that luxury. So um, we have been looking at some possible car services if we do want to fly because the prices aren't that far off from the $200 price. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I mean, ultimately, because it doesn't matter because this is a third-party service anyways. So they're chauffeuring Disney guests, but this isn't Disney. So you don't yeah. necessarily get like that whole, you know, bubble experience. It just happens to be that Mears is a reputable company. So I don't think it's a big deal for you, Sarah. Like, I think you just got to weigh your prices and figure out what's cheaper. Yeah, and also, if you don't know, you can book this now. So if you yes. have a trip um, in 2022 you and you know you want something like this, you can book it through their website. I was a little mad, though. I was looking at, it asks, you know, where you're going, and it has a list of all the resorts. And it doesn't say Wilderness Lodge. It says Fort Wilderness Lodge. And I'm like, okay, if you're going to list the Disney resorts, call them by the correct name because... <laughs> That's not right. Right, right. <laughs> it makes me think I'm going to get dropped off at the wrong place. <laughs> there's Fort Wilderness cabins and campgrounds. Correct. <laughs> and there's Disney's Wilderness Lodge, but there nothing exists that is called Fort Wilderness Lodge. It's not a thing. <laughs> I like that you were able to find that mistake in air and be like, mm, yes, guys. It's, call, it's called um, QC, people. Let's... <laughs> You should have one. Someone should be checking that before you publish websites and things. Well, I think you should write customer service seriously because <laughs> that, I mean, seriously, because well, yeah. that could just be someone's mistake. And when we were doing the resort reviews for those two different things, one is a moderate and one is a deluxe. And so that was what Brad, he, that's how he determined which was which. If it says Fort in front of it, it's moderate. <laughs> and if it doesn't say Fort in front of it, then it's the deluxe. So, I mean, that that might be, I, I'm being funny, but not. I'm saying you might be helping them customer service-wise. Somebody else might get confused. So then, Miranda, that was a strike against them because I don't know <laughs> if they're going to drop me off at the right place. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. Still making decisions there. That's fair. So transitioning a bit to the... 50th anniversary celebration that's beginning in October, um, the Magic Kingdom is receiving a bit of a facelift. So this week, the media revealed pictures of the recently repainted queue for It's a Small World. Um, there's new bright colors that help to make the area pop as they wait for their turn on the ride. Um, and the clock tower has been resurfaced. Scaffolding has been also seen around Splash Mountain and the Be Our Guest Castle. The Be Our Guest castle is just being refreshed. However, guests are starting to speculate if the scaffolding in relation to Splash Mountain is the beginning of the re-theme that we've been promised. Um, so there's a lot of rumors going around, but Disney has yet to confirm anything. Um, I don't see Disney doing anything drastic with Splash Mountain for the 50th. I think they want to keep everything up and running and as pristine as possible. 
They'll do it in January. <laughs> for Sarah. They'll do it for you, Sarah. It, it was closed in it was closed in January 2020 because they close it when it's sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But You're fine. They um they close these water rides when it's cooler outside right. and people aren't as likely to be like, Oh, I'm hot, let's go get wet on Splash Mountain or um Cali River Rapids or you know, those are when those rides go down for refurb. And so, yeah, they'll retheme it in January. <laughs> I hope you're right, Miranda. But I did think it was pretty interesting that all of a sudden we started seeing uh, pictures with the scaffolding around it. And I'm like, maybe they're right. But yeah. why would they do that so late in the game? And uh, But you're probably they don't right. have time for it. There's just not time. Well, I guess they are touching it up. But um, you'd think they wouldn't want to spend any money on something that they're going to take away very soon. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I mean, understand. you can touch up like the surrounding areas. True. I mean, basically, it's just the guts. So, like Sarah said, when they close the ride, at least it looks pretty from the outside, and then they can make those adjustments <laughs> on, the on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. And if you guys didn't see the pictures of It's a Small World, you need to go see them because they are beautiful. They are. Really Yay! Cute. I didn't look at them. I will have to check them out. I just love how they're so brilliant. They just pop. I have to go look. I haven't seen it yet. So in more kind of construction-y news, more of the scrim is missing from the Main Street USA train station at the front of the Magic Kingdom. A couple of weeks ago, Disney teased us, and I was on this episode of the podcast, um, by uncovering (laughs) just the clock. So now we can see more of this building and guests can enjoy better pictures now before they enter the Magic Kingdom. So there's still some scaffolding covered um, in a gray scrim on either side of the building, though. Um, And this week, guests got a glimpse of the train. So how long has it been since we've seen that train? Over two years. And it's on the tracks. So we're thinking that maybe the train will be back soon. Um, Unfortunately, maybe that's not a possibility due to facts that part of the track is still incomplete um, because of Tron. So... And Tron has been a, a slow go. Um, so I feel like the longer that goes on, the longer we may be without the train. But the rumor is that Disney will at least have the train out in front of the station for the 50th celebration. And uh, so, you know, we'll let you know when Disney gives us the confirmation on this rumor. The train can't go around the park, which is always a good time and a nice way to relax and um, get a little breeze and just enjoy the sights and sounds of Disney. Um, we'd love to see it out in front. And, you know, if you don't know, trains are such a big part of Walt Disney and not just the park, but the person. And his love of trains was so big and he brought that to his theme parks. So if you can learn more about that history, um, it's really something special. It so is. if it's out there in his honor, that would be really awesome. So, you know, Disney has these rides that go forward and then backward. I was thinking how cool if it could go all the way to where the train stopped and then run backwards. Back run backwards. <laughs> Just so they could have it open for the anniversary. Give us yeah. something, a little bit of a train ride. <laughs> well, honestly, I don't know if this is even possible, especially with COVID ramping, but I thought it would be cool if um, 
they had Mickey on the train up there and then people could come up there and take pictures, not right by him, but like on, like if the front engine car or whatever, put Mickey in like the front seat and then you, your family and you towards the back of just that front section. And then you'd get an experience of seeing the train. I don't know. That would be so cool. I'm going to interrupt for a second. So me and my no, family have opened the park a bunch of times, more times than I would like to admit. And <laughs> the way that that works is you, it was, first of all, there were a bunch of different ways that they would do it. Back when Toontown was a thing, you used to get on at Toontown, hang out, see all the houses, and then ride the train forward. But one of the ways that they did it last was you're behind stage and you have like all the dancers that are getting ready to perform in the train is right there. So theoretically, you could have a line that like barricades you just as you're getting onto the train. Like if you were going to ride it and take pictures that way too, get close-ish. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that they need to find a way because I know we all understand how much wall. I mean, I know not everybody's crazy, crazy like we are, but that was a, he loved trains and and that I think is a, a connection for my son because he always loved trains and, and really he'd probably die if he told, I knew I told you this, but well, my uncle's 60 something years old, he likes trains and he has a whole train room. And so he just like engulfed Joey. And then when Joey got to be like 15, he gave him this huge table. So we have a whole table downstairs with an adult train, like the Lionel trains on it. And he would just go down there and run them for hours and I can just imagine well because we all know that Walt Bill went in his backyard so he is probably out there giving his daughter's rides on the train in the backyard I mean I don't know I just wish they would incorporate that maybe I'll get my wish I hope you do Vicki I really <laughs> do hope you do so great news Walt Disney World is going to resume their annual pass supposedly it's going to be on sale before October 1st I know I have people inquiring you guys probably do too um the annual pa passes were, of course, discontinued because of the pandemic in 2020. Um, Disney was trying to control the percentage of pass holders that were visiting the parks, and they felt like this was one of the ways they could do it. Now, that's all the information that we know on Disney World. However, we got a lot of information this week on Disneyland. They announced that their formal former annual pass program is going to be called the magic key program and the new magic key program provides reservation based admission to one or both disneyland theme parks there are four magic key types featuring a variety of admission days pricing options experiences savings on food beverages and merchandise so a lot of it is similar to what they had before i just don't know about the pricing because i gotta tell you i never really priced a disneyland pass maybe miranda did did you ever have a pass miranda I did. I I can't remember which one I had, but the prices do not seem that far off from good before, which is a really good thing. I thought they sound very reasonable to me, but I don't know. The Dream Key is the first one, and it's going to cost $1,399 per person for a year, and it has no blackout dates, it has free parking, and you can have 16 park reservations at a time, and you can book up to 90 days in advance. The Dream Key people will receive a 20% discount off of merchandise and a 15% discount off of some select dining. The second choice is the Believe Key, which again, I feel is kind of reasonable. It's $949 a person for a year. And these people will be able to make six theme park reservations at a time, but there will be some blackout dates. So they'll have to pay attention to that. The, the Believe Key holders will have 50% off the parking and they'll receive 10% off of merchandise and uh, select dining. 
And I'm going to continue with the other keys. We've got the um, Enchant key that's going to cost $649 per person for a year. This key can have up to four theme park reservations, so not six, goes down to four at a time. They have more blackout dates than the above believe key. They're going to get 10% off of merchandise and 10% off of select dining. I didn't see anything about parking. No, there's not. So you have to full, pay for parking. Full price on parking. And then you have the Imagine Key. It's going to cost $399 per person for a year. It's only available to Southern California residents. You get two theme park reservations. And of course, there's going to be a lot more blackout dates with this one. You also get 10% off of merchandise um, and select dining discounts. Throughout the year, Magic Key holders may also be able to enjoy special benefits like dedicated dining experiences and custom menu items at the Magic Key Terrace. Um, and then they have some special offerings at festivals that are just for the Magic Key holders, a Magic Key holder celebration month. And then sometimes they just throw in other unique surprises. For a limited time, Disney is going to celebrate the character members that become Magic Key holders within the first 66 days as Disneyland Resort celebrates 66 years. That's where that 66 days came in, everyone. These guests are going to receive a special welcome package that's going to include unique items such as a premium branded pin, um, a celebratory button, mag magnet, and then more. Plus, Magic Key holders who enter Disneyland Park will be able to celebrate with access to a limited time experience at Starcade in Tomorrowland, which begins on September 1st. They can enjoy their charging stations, special photo opportunities, and other fun surprises. So tons of stuff coming to these Magic Key holders starting August 25th of 2021. And keep in mind, this is no earlier than 10 p.m. Pacific time. So 10 a.m. 10 a.m., sorry. Don't wake up super early. Sometimes Disney does things, you know, like 5 a.m. and they make you wake up super early and you're refreshing your page over and over. This is a 10 a.m. or later Pacific time. Guests are gonna be able to purchase their preferred Magic Key Pass type their first opportunity to unlock a visit to Disneyland Park or Disney California Adventure with a theme park reservation is going to be that same day. So you can get your pass and then go ahead and start reserving your parks. So I want to clarify for listeners, when they say, for example, you can have up to four theme park reservations at a time, that means you could have four trips planned or I can what does that mean four park reservations at a time so just California Adventure and is that what they're saying yeah okay yeah Sorry. someone explain it better than I am because I'm not doing a good job <laughs> Miranda why don't you try so the park reservations it's the same park reservation system that we have right now Mm -hmm. So when you get your tickets, you have to decide, I'm going to Magic Kingdom this day, Animal Kingdom this day. If you're in California, you're going to Disneyland this day, California Adventure this day. So when it says park reservations, it's saying that same thing. Okay. So if I get my annual pass, you know, August 25th, I can make 
you know, depending on which one I get for park reservations. So I know I'm going in October. I'm going to say Disneyland on this day, California this day, California this day, Disneyland that day. And that's all that you can reserve okay. at a time. So if you wanted to go a fifth day or a sixth day on your trip, that's not included with your park pass, depending on which one you get. Also, you can't then say, and I'm going to go in December. So let me go ahead and reserve my days for December. You have to wait, wait until, until that October done. is done and over with before you can start reserving those. Okay. Is that correct, Miranda? Yeah. All right. Got it. But you could also, if you're going to, like, if you're close and you were going to go random days, like I'm going to go every Friday, then you could reserve Friday and then the next Friday and then the next Friday and then the next Friday. And then once you've gone that one Friday, you can get your next one to piggyback off of. And are they doing park hopper yet? Cause I can't remember. I know we've talked about so many things they are doing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. then ultimately if you did a reservation at California adventure, you could hop over to um, Disneyland park at the like two o'clock time or whatever, how, whatever time it is in California. At one, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. I think it sounds pretty good. I mean, the pricing sounds better there than what I, I mean, we don't have our pricing yet, but I, I know the prices from before. So it will be interesting to see when Disney World comes out. So moving into a galaxy far, far away. Ooh. Last, <laughs> party time. Last week, we told you that the Star Wars Hotel Galactic Star Cruiser would open in the spring of 2022. Well, this week, Disney has released the pricing. It's expensive. <laughs> That's an understatement. We knew that was coming, though. <laughs> we knew it was going to be pricey. <laughs> like, I've been saying from day one, this is going to be a cruise. You're getting a cruise experience that's on land. You're in this immersive bubble they're going to charge a premium. The so. most expensive cruise on the planet. I was going to say, it's more than a cruise. <laughs> it is more In than a cruise. In the galaxy. Okay, the galaxy, so, yes. <laughs> the rates for the Galactic Star Cruiser depend on the dates that the guests are going to be there. Um, the prices are reflective of guests staying at a standard room from August 1st of 2022 through September 17th of 2022 for two nights. So... For two adults, this would be a $4,809 investment. For two adults and one child, this would be a $5,299 investment. And for three adults and one child, it would also be a $5,999 investment. So they should just say a lot 6, of money. Just go ahead and say it. Yeah. <sighs> that, one, <laughs> that one number because it's going to mm -hmm. break them. Okay, so... Here's what's included in your package. A two-night stay in the Galactic Star Cruiser, including entertainment, foods, drinks, and admission to Disney's Hollywood Studios, valet parking, and a special data band, a.k.a. just a magic band. Um, <laughs> just like when you board a cruise ship. This band better be like, signed, signed by Ashley Eckstein and <laughs> hand-delivered. Um so there are an estimated 100 rooms aboard the Galactic Star Cruiser, um, and as well as a Galaxy Class Suite and Grand Captain Suite. No, um, we we don't know the pricing. For that but we yet. don't we don't have the pricing for any of that. Right, it's, it's a lot of money. I thought. It is. I smaller. thought it was going to be much larger. 
I think they're trying to make it very exclusive. Yes. yes. Yeah. It is exclusive because who can really afford to do that? I mean, I can afford to do, let me rephrase that. I can afford to do that, but I would rather do five days <laughs> and stay at a different resort yes. than do two days on the Star Cruiser. And it's nothing personal. It's just a preference. Yeah, it, it's kind of, a, I have the same thinking. Like, we're going for 10 days in January and... Yes, that's very expensive, but we're going for 10 days <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's not two nights, right. you know? <laughs> I, yeah, this is like four trips for us, so we there will not you go. be <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's coming from Miranda, like huge Star yeah. Wars <laughs> fan right there. Yeah. I think when we rumored prices, I we never got close to $6,000. No. I, I know that we said 3000 feel like maybe we even got to almost 4000 for like a family of four. It's going to be like $4,000. And we were, even then we were like, oh my goodness, that's crazy expensive. So this is a lot more than we thought. Yes. So I just feel bad for people because you know, there are people out there that really want to do this for their kids that love Star Wars, like Miranda and Sarah's families do. I mean, I'm not saying that we don't, we watch Star Wars, but I think Stephanie and I will be okay. But if you have this seven-year-old that you've been promising that you're going to take them to this, and then you find these prices out, that's a stab in the heart. I yeah. don't know. Sad. It's rough. Okay. So dining in this new Star Wars hotel will be interesting with the Crown of Corellia dining room serving both breakfast and dinner. Um, and you'll it's like just like a cruise ship. So there'll be two different dining adventures for each night of your stay. Um, another dining location will be the Sublight Lounge, which will serve galactic drinks among some of the ship's characters. So, I mean, I can only imagine what this thing is going to look like. It's going to be amazing. Um, another op dining option is going to be the Captain's Table, which is a special reservation guests can make to be seated at the center of the Crown of Corellia dining room during dinner. So that also sounds very interesting. I wonder if how on display you will feel. Uh, but guests it looks at the like captain's it's raised, table. And I might be wrong. It looked like the tape the captain's table is just a little bit raised above mm -hmm. the others, almost like they're looking up to them. And maybe I misinterpreting, but that's what it looks like in the picture. Yeah. So guests at the captain's table will be able to enjoy extra courses, the captain's favorites. And um, it will require an extra fee. And we'll let you know when we know what that is. Which, of course, you're going to have no problem paying if you're yeah. able to afford this. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some pictures of some of the food. And <laughs> you weren't on last week when Gina had to talk about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's like, y'all, you know, I have a problem with my food touching. And She's picky. Blue shrimp and purple noodles. I just don't think it's happening for me. Biggie is trying to convince her it's just food coloring. Yeah. Close your eyes and eat. It was just funny. <laughs> so some people have wondered if costumes are going to be required when you stay here. Since it is such an immersive experience, hmm. are they going to require you to dress the part um, to keep the act going? But Disney said that costumes are welcome 
but guests can just wear their normal um, resort Disney parks gear for the day. Um, so they can be as involved or uninvolved as they want. Guests will be able to be part of a Star Wars costume fashion show if they would like. So that okay, should be I gotta also be- I gotta interrupt for a second. <laughs> okay. If go ahead. I'm paying five, six thousand dollars for a Star Wars experience and Boho Joe has his sandals and his goofy hat on, I'm gonna be disappointed. <laughs> Don't you think, though, everybody that's going to be on here is going to be better. Star Wars in some way? Like, even I if, would hope. Even if they don't have the full um, Kylo Ren outfit or something, they at least have a R2-D2 hat or something going on that's reflective <laughs> of Star Wars, I would hope. I would hope. But I thought that was cool because having a Star Wars fashion show, that again is like a cruise. Like a, that would be something a cruise line would do. I tell you what I heard they were going to do are um, droid races. So they're going to, it's like, like we said, this is going to be like you're on a cruise ship. So there's going to be entertainment. You're not just going to be like in your room and then going to eat. There's going to be other things to do. And one of those that I heard of was droid races. And I, I'm hoping it's more like a life-size, you know, R2, D2 and um, BB-8 kind of droids not the ones you build at the droid depot because that would be a little disappointing um but if we get some life-size uh droid action that would be pretty cool yeah so we also know that guests that stay in the galactic star cruiser will be able to ride rise of the resistance without a virtual boarding pass so that is worth um the six (laughs) thousand dollars (laughs) <laughs> if you've been having trouble getting a boarding pass. Um, you are also assured a ride on the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. And I talked about the droid races, but they'll also have lightsaber training on board the Galactic Star Cruiser for guests that are ages seven and up. Why do you think uh, that is? Because you probably can't trust a five-year-old with a lightsaber. Oh, Okay. Is my guess. (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys remember when they had that at Hollywood Studios? They would do like the live training. Right. I I imagine it's because of all the accidents that they had, you know, with Uh, people trying to pummel Darth Vader. Yeah. Would impress them with a lightsaber. I mean, (laughs) he's not even three yet, but that kid is pretty fierce with his lightsaber. (laughs) Yes, I know. He tried to lightsaber his sister while she was dancing. No. (laughs) He's like, here, let me have a competition with you oh i'm sorry you don't have a lightsaber let me just jump you (laughs) it was so funny this makes me sad vicky i'm very sorry i was sad that's why it's in here (laughs) (laughs) so guests noticed something super sad this week about mickey's and minnie's runaway railway and that is um when you're entering the pre-show the walls have been torn and bumped into and just whatever. So some of it, they feel like probably could be some of the EVCs, but some of them are way too high, which means probably I am hoping children, I mean, I'm not hoping children, but you know what I'm saying? I'm hoping it was not adults doing this. I almost feel like they need a video camera or whatever, but people are tearing up the walls in this ride that is not even two years old, like picking at the decals on the wall and they were saying that how distracting it was 
to guests. Like guests' are, eyes are drawn to the holes where people have ripped off paint and ripped off decals and or like ripped decals in half, like torn parts of them off. And, you know, it was just sad why people would let this let people do this or who was whoever's doing it knowing somebody's not watching somebody I well never... I mean even if you're not in my party if you're 10 people ahead of me and I see you doing it I'm gonna say something right like, I know because it's the teacher in us right well and if if <laughs> I'll correct I, your kid if my kids were doing that they would be in serious trouble I mean <laughs> you respect property I'm sorry but that know happen from just accidents and people just brushing past it. I've seen the pictures. Yeah, I know. It looks it's... bad. <laughs> so they said that they had the same problem with the Slinky Dog Dash area before. So Disney was not totally shocked by it, which means that's super sad. And it's not like little bitty dents, which, you know, could happen from an EBC, or ECV, excuse me. It's... It's big. I mean, seriously, like the size of, uh, yeah, a yum yum. No, what is it called? What's the dash cookie called or the baby's cookie called? Is it yum yum cookie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those cookies are like large. <laughs> I can't like at least the size of your hand. Some of the paint and some of the peelings that are off there are that big on the walls. And I mean, who lets their family do this? Anyways. Guys, this is Disney. This is not Six Flags. This is not stand in line and go to the gum roof where you see how far you can shoot your gum or flick a, a scrunchie or a rubber band on the top of a roof. Like, no, we don't do this at Disney, folks. Not okay. So, so we're, we're on our soapboxes, Sarah. I thought that was funny because I had planned on saying that, Sarah, and, and now you're on here with us. Because oh. again, we're shout out to Margie, who's are not and we're, we're praying for margie because she's still got covid poor thing and she did get vaccinated so she really wanted to be here but sarah jumped in at the last minute and we appreciate it but um i feel like i need to be on a soapbox please watch your children even if they're 15 years old watch your children um this makes me so sad that somehow this is happening and that's why i say some of them were so high i was like please tell me this wasn't an adult that was doing this I mean, teenagers, they think it's funny. Yeah. I don't or they know. dare each other to do things. Don't destroy. This is why we have these conversations at elementary school when the kids are drawing on their desk. I never drew on, drew on my desk. I was afraid. <laughs> don't, don't peel the stuff at Disney. It belongs to Disney. And it makes it look pretty and happy for everybody else to look at. Yeah. Okay, you, let's you, talk about pretty and happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go back to pretty and happy. Okay. Cuz last week I told you about fall coming right. to Magic Kingdom. And so they're doing more. They're doing more fall stuff. And I know we were kind of like, "Oh, but it's still summer." But remember, Boobash has officially started. Like Boobash started on August 10th. So listeners, as you're listening to this, it was yesterday that Boobash has started with their first night. So now they've got fall wreaths up they've got their swags they've got mickey jam jack-o-lanterns and just lots of different magical fall decor around for guests to enjoy it looks beautiful i don't know if you've looked at pictures if you haven't yet just google it you'll see a ton of them it looks really nice yep. but that's a pretty <laughs> that's yes. what we expect to see and, when and we're keep it pretty for us don't don't destroy <laughs> our fall decor before we get there just ignore the down. heat and humidity 
Right. <laughs> and we also talked about how well the Jungle Cruise action adventure movie did last week. Well, guess what? Those people like me who just kind of wait around for it to come to Disney Plus <laughs> for free. It's happening November 12th is when anybody who didn't pay for it yet will be able to see it. I was really going to try to wait. My <laughs> husband and couldn't. I agreed. We were, I, was, I said, we're just going to wait. It's not that long. And then the kids, I not, we were like, we're going to do a movie night. And I was like, what's new that we can watch? Jungle Cruise. Okay. Oh, time <laughs> but, to do it. It's still cheaper than all of us going to the movie theater. Well, if my kids were your age, Sarah, then I would probably have to fork over the money. But my kids haven't. Yeah, it'll just be you and your husband. Yeah. So without giving spoilers, because I don't think I haven't seen it. Have you seen it, Miranda? I haven't. (gasps) Okay, so without spoilers, (laughs) can you just give us why you thought it was so great? Because I know you called and told us that you are messaged us and said you loved it. Emily Blunt love her and the I, I don't I don't know his name but the guy who plays her brother the beginning of the movie I was constantly laughing and all of your favorite Jungle Cruise puns are there and they did such a good job of it um, and just I love that time period they placed it in so it's you know early 1900s and they have on their you know white it's like these rich British people, not right. not all of them are British, but um, traveling to on, basically go on safari. <laughs> so they have on the hats and the clothes and it's just so beautifully done. And it's a little bit of um, Pirates of the Caribbean meets Jungle Cruise. and But in a nice way, it was just, it was a pleasure to watch. It was entertaining. My whole family was laughing from my my seven-year-old thought it was funny and my husband thought it was funny um and then it gets serious in parts too so you've got you get a little bit of the disney feels in places which is nice but just an enjoyable family film now for little kids probably not but my kids are um seven and nine and they thought it was hilarious so so i still have not seen it obviously but just from the trailer it makes me want them to do a live action movie of Tarzan and let her be Jane. I just feel like Emily Blunt would nail the character Jane. But I don't know if Disney be willing to do that. Yeah, I don't know if you can redo Alexander Skarsgård from the other Tarzan movie that was out. (laughs) (laughs) If you've seen that one. (laughs) I have not, but... It's not a Disney film, so don't go look for it. (laughs) No, no, I know it's not a Disney film, but... All right. So this past Sunday, a strange occurrence happened at Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure. So in the afternoon at Disney's California Adventure, guests were still able to obtain a boarding pass for Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure. The estimated wait time was at 355 minutes. At Disneyland Park, guests were still able to join a boarding group for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. The wait time is estimated at 275 minutes. Guests were speculating why there would still be boarding passes available. Um, Is it possible that COVID surge has caused guests not to come into Anaheim? Or is it because school's starting up? Um, I'm okay with this because we're gearing up to go in October. 
That's right. So I am totally fine if people do not want to come into the park. (laughs) (laughs) So you, it's not like disappearing after five seconds like it does at Disney World? No. That's what, I heard it on um, a vlog. Somebody was doing a live vlog. And then later on, I saw an article too. And I was like, what? And Brad's like, what are you saying? Well, then I remembered that Lee said, our friend down in Cali, hey Lee, um, when it first opened up, not Spider-Man, but Rise of the Resistance, it didn't make as big of a splash as it did in Florida. Over time, it built up and then it, and then they had people interested in writing it or whatever. I don't know what the cause of that was or any of that, but um, I just... Maybe everybody's wrote it already and they were trying to give everybody a chance. I have no idea. Well, I don't know. We were looking at wait times in Disney World the other day and they weren't crazy. Like they have been. We're all sort of asking the same question. Is it COVID or people going back to school? And honestly, it's probably a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. This though almost makes me think it must have been some sort of a glitch because the wait time being 355 minutes like, it almost just seemed like they didn't stop people from getting boarding passes and just you could get it. And, you know, boarding group one wasn't 50 people. It was 700 people. Like, come on, everybody. Like, maybe there was some sort of a weird glitch because Rise of the Resistance at Disney World, if you have a boarding pass, you're not waiting 355 minutes. Well, I don't think the people waited. I think that's what they were saying they still had room to take more people even with this weight going. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause they give you the boarding pass the way I wasn't understanding it anyway. And then they tell you to come back. So they, yeah. they still had room right. to add more to that. I'm just, uh, how does it work in Disneyland where you're doing boarding passes, but are these actually listed wait times? I, I haven't been since. Okay. COVID. So I'm saying it was an estimated wait time. So who's estimating that? It was on, I was looking at someone's, what do they call the one for California? Is it my Disney experience as well, Miranda? The app? Disneyland. Disneyland. Okay. So it was on, they had a picture of their phone that they were taking a picture of saying, giving this information. And that's just how it read. Hmm. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Because I feel like if you're issuing boarding passes, then there's not really a wait time. It's a weird glitch. I thought there was, though. I thought it still shows you at approximately how long you're going to be waiting. And of course, Hollywood Studios is closed right now. I don't even know why I decided to look. Yeah, Um, (laughs) I was about to do the same thing. (laughs) I just did, and I'm like, oh, duh, it's closed. Um, But I. I thought that there was still listed a wait time, even if you have a boarding group. Okay. So you know, like, it's going to be like 15 minutes. Yeah, I minutes can't remember. Because when, when we went in 2020, when I got a boarding group with my daughter, we got called for it and basically walked right on. So I don't remember there being a wait time. <laughs> I guess we're going to find out. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. So, Hi, Teddy. Uh... <laughs> Forgot to lock the door, guys. Aww. It's okay. Good night, Teddy. Go to bed. Good night. Okay, 
after after May I record, okay? Then I can put you to bed. Okay. I'll talk really fast. Good night. No piece of cake. I'll put you to bed. Okay, go get a snack. Let's go get a snack and I'll be ready. Did you see the did you see the lip, guys? Yes, I did. It's not cake. He's trying to bribe him to get him out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to put me to bed. Oh, <laughs> fucker. All right, sorry. It's sorry, okay. Joey. No, you're to yeah, yeah, um, don't worry. Joey was that Brad. little person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can you hear him crying? I want mom to put me to bed. Yes, yeah, because oh. mom reads books with me and she loves me more. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. You're so cute. Last night, Stephanie sent me this says nothing to do with Disney. So, Joey, feel free to take it out. But she sent me a Snapchat of him reading this book to her, and it was the cutest thing ever. He just loves to read. All right. Back to it. I don't know where we were. Sorry about that. We're on Sarah. Yeah. So, I will kind of wrap us up here with a few just small Disney tidbits that we want to share with you. Disney has opened registration to Lucky annual pass holder previews of Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. I cannot wait to ride this. I'm so, so excited. Um, so this is taking place throughout September at Epcot. So dates are going to be September 4th, 6th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 13th, 15th, 16th, 23rd, 24th, 27th and 28th Disney park reservations are not so I'm gonna repeat that not required for the previews how awesome is that yeah that's really cool oh these people are so lucky I know do I look green I'm jealous okay (laughs) you're wearing green I am. I am wearing green. I forgot. (laughs) Um, So Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor was supposed to reopen this past Sunday, but Magic Kingdom surprised guests on Thursday when it opened early. So guests were able to go in and visit Mike and all of his friends on the Laugh Floor. So if you like Monsters, Inc. and you were there, congratulations. Yeah, get your jokes you got together. It early. <laughs> um, so we reported on this a while ago about how the partner statue, this is Walt and Mickey in front of the castle, was getting refurbed, and um, it is now completed and ready for the 50th. So during the refurbishment, cast members stripped the statue down to metal, cleaned it, applied a new patina, and um, then it was topped off with a protective coating. So it looks brand spanking new, and I'm sure everyone who walks past it will love to see it. So if you want to see it early, or you don't get a chance to go to the parks, you can Google it and find the finished pictures. Did you guys Yay. all see it? I haven't. Because it, I, um, I guess because it was so weathered before, I didn't realize that Walt's face coloring and Mickey's, um, I don't know what you want to call it part of his face but not his ears were all distinct different colors and it really shows up in that picture like it kind of looks like Walt has on a navy suit now that they did this restoration and maybe that's how it was at the beginning and I just didn't know because when I saw it it already been weathered or whatever but it it looks really so it's not gold like the gold statues which is what I thought they were trying to do but it looks really really good I'm excited to see it and get pictures for myself not the pictures that I can look at on the internet. <laughs> I'm trying to click on it and see it and 
I don't know. I don't know. It just wasn't. And I looked up what patina was because Sarah, because I was like, what is this? Someone's going to ask me what this is. Aww. Oh, yeah, you're right. Doesn't it look nice? I mean, it's not what I expected, but it looks really nice. I'm trying to find it, too. Yeah, it gives it a lot more color, not just like one solid color, Great. bronze looking color or whatever it is. That looked really, really nice. So. Oh, here we go. I'm going to take a selfie it with it. It makes me um, want to go back to opening day pictures and see what it looked like. Original. Oh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Oh. That's a really good idea. Because I'd be I, curious. It's like he has skin tone. So I don't know um, if I realized this before I went to Olivia's or if anybody ever told me this, but I was watching this little group of people go to Olivia's Cafe at Old Key West the other day. And everybody that's a DVC member there has a family picture. Did you guys realize that? So every DVC family can give them a picture and they put it in the restaurant, which I knew there were a lot of pictures, but it never occurred to me who they were. <laughs> and that's what it is. It's the DVC members of Old Key West. And what's cool is they donate the frame and the picture to Disney. So you have multiple different kinds of frames and then Disney's changed frames over the years. So you might have a frame up there that's from 1971 or whenever the, I can't remember when it was built actually, whenever it was built, but you could have like a really old frame and then you could have a frame that was just being sold right now in 2021 for people who just purchased into Key West, Old Key West. So it was really cool to look at. And then it occurred to me, I need to find out from Chrissy where her family picture is because they own at Old Key West. Oh, and I know that cool. they've always gone there and that would be really cool to try to like a, like a scavenger hunt for me while I'm there. <laughs> find her mm -hmm. picture. I just thought it was a really cool thing that I just never occurred to me. And I've never seen that in any other D DVC resort where they have people do their pictures. I don't know. Something to look at while you're there. Thank you again, Sarah, for filling in for Margie. And thank you, Miranda, for helping us out this week as well. If you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 636-395-0544. If you would like to book a trip or you just want us to give you a free quote, you can text us Stephanie, Sarah, Miranda, or myself, Vicki, at 636-395-0544. And just a reminder that a $200 deposit will hold your reservation. And be sure to listen to Friday's show as Vicki, Brad, and Kaylee will be sharing the next value resort in our resort series, The Art of Animation. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Build a spire. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends. They're shining deep down inside of you. Because that, my friends, is where the magic lives. Oh.
What they can't do these days. 